have at least six months of abstinence. Everyone except the speaker should mute themselves now so we don't have any background noise. Um, also, Ron, I think we've got to ask you, but uh, do you have a problem uh, with us recording your audio only and putting it on YouTube? Okay. All right, great. All right, and uh, after 15 minutes, our timer will give you a buzzer warning that you have five minutes remaining of your time. On you. Thanks, Ron. My name is Ron Cultural Reader. I'm going to show you a couple of pictures of what I used to look like. There's that guy standing in the food line back there with a the blue shirt on. We do this in, in regular meetings. We hand out the envelope and people look at the, look at the pictures. This is what I look like today. A little different. About 100 pounds or so. Anyway, uh, my name's Ron. I'm, an, I'm a cultural reader. And uh, grateful to be here. Welcome to the newcomers. Thank you for asking me to share. I'm getting an echo. Would that be? Uh, anyway, oh, it stopped. Okay, so uh, I, I don't share that often, but when I'm asked, I try to, you know, try to do it. Um, uh, I, when I first got here, I shared a lot more because my sponsor was having me follow him everywhere and stuff. But I, you know, now I just share when people ask occasionally. Um, but, uh, you know, my story started out when I was in another program. I was, uh, I was a chubby kid when I was growing up and I only remember being teased because I had a little belly and stuff. And my, my neighbor friends were all in great shape and we were all athletic, but I just had a chubby belly. And, uh, when I got older, I started using drugs at 14 and I went all the way till I was 25 speed was my drug of choice. And as soon as I stopped that, I picked up the fork and I went from uh, one, probably 80, 175 to almost 300 pounds in about six or eight months. Um, it turns out, uh, I just switched drugs. I didn't know that at the time, but I, I just switched drugs. I didn't know food was a drug, but um, I started gaining weight and I was working as a, on a plastering crew at the time. And, I, you know, we would work on people's houses and I'd walk around and we'd be taping windows. And I'd look at myself, I go, God, I got to lose weight. So, you know, my first attempt of losing weight was uh, doing karate every waking moment that I had. Um, I would, you know, go to work and then come home and do karate and then go, go to sleep and then go to work and then come home to karate. But in between those times, I never stopped eating less. I always ate the same amount or more. And I lost, you know, 20 pounds, 15 pounds, various amounts of weight, never to where I wanted to get. And then I did uh, uh, basketball and, and racquetball every waking moment. And I, I failed miserably at losing weight, but I got to be a pretty good racquetball player. And then I uh, rolled my ankles on that, so I played basketball for a little while, and then I got a stationary bike. But at one point through that stationary bike, I got clean from narcotics or from, from speed and, uh, and, and, you know, then gained a shitload more of, of, I used again and then got a program in Narcotics Anonymous and gained even more weight. But seven years into my other program, I'd already worked steps and I thought my life was going pretty good, but I couldn't stop eating. I was huge and I had ankle problems and I had heartburn all the time and I was miserable. And I 
I kept, you know, sharing. I kept talking to my sponsor in that program saying, hey, what do I do about this food thing, man? I can't stop eating. And he said, well, just work the steps on it. So I tried working the steps on it and it didn't work. And I, because he couldn't relate to it. So I needed, obviously I needed somebody to relate to, but somebody in the other program told me about OA. So I visited your program, for it, which is my program now, but I visited the program probably six times in the next year or so and took all the great, the great tools you had and went off on my own and said, I can do this with my other program. I don't need this. And uh, sure enough, I failed miserably. And, you know, every night I was at the pantry door at 11 o'clock after swearing I wouldn't eat. You know, I would I would tell my ex-wife uh, to, uh, you know, make some popcorn, just one uh, microwave popcorn with no butter. And then while it's popping, I'd say, well, add some butter. And then a few minutes later, I'd go, well, you know, make two and add butter on both. And after I ate the popcorn, I would eat, you know, the rest of the evening until 11 o'clock. I'd have my arm on the pantry door figuring out what the final thing I was going to eat before I went to bed. And then when I got in bed, I'd have the remote control going, fuck, this sucks. And it just was going on and on and on. And, and I got that. I went to OA for a while and I failed. And But I had a communique, which is a directory for meetings. And it also had a sponsor list. So I went down the men's sponsor list and started calling men. And there was a guy, you know, there's a couple of people that I went through that didn't answer or that couldn't sponsor me. And this one guy named Scott uh, said he would, or he, he said, join us for dinner. And I'm like, okay. And so I went to dinner and I really didn't want to go to dinner because I wanted to lose weight. And I, I figured, well, fuck, I should stop eating if I'm going to lose weight, you know? And, and uh, we went to dinner and, and he said, let me talk to you about after the meeting, we'll go to a meeting after dinner and we'll talk about your story. So I told him everything I'm telling you guys. And uh, he said, you know, that, that on the drive home, he told me to make a list with four categories. The first category is dangerous foods. The second category, category is iffy foods. The third category is, or no, no, the first category is dangerous foods. The second category is dangerous places. The third category is iffy foods and then iffy places. And what he meant by that, he wanted me to be really thorough and list all the things I can post to go raid on. And uh, so, and he said, call me at a certain time tomorrow and then we'll go over it. So I, I did my list and I called him and he said, it looks like, uh, you know, sugar and flour is a problem for you. Um, you know, a lot of people in this program have a problem with sugar and flour because when you finish eating stuff with sugar and flour in it you're never satisfied and you always want to eat more and i could relate to that but at this point i was done i was i was surrendered i was going to follow direction no matter what because i couldn't you know i tried it on my own and i you know i did a ton of diets on the way through and i rode the stationary bike up 100 pounds down 100 pounds back up 80 pounds and that's when i got away and uh you know he said uh here's what i'd like you to eat and uh, he didn't say, hey, what do you want to eat? He said, here's what I'd like you to eat. And he was doing a food plan of uh, oatmeal chicken. Chicken. There's there's a chicken place that's really popular in Southern California. And he liked that chicken place because if you got a two-piece meal with two sides and corn tortillas, you could eat absently. They would put the food on your plate, you would eat it, and you were absent. And basically, he said, uh, you know, do, do oatmeal chicken chicken. I said, well, do you mind if I do kashi cereal because I'm already doing that? And he said, yeah, I don't mind. So I did kashi cereal chicken chicken for the first uh, many months of my recovery, and I lost all my weight. And, uh, you know, the, the first day he he, uh, he set up the food plan, he said, call me at this time tomorrow. 
So I called him and I told he told me to tell me his food every morning or tell me my food every morning. So I told him my food. And uh, then he said, uh, you know, get a big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and start reading a minimum of five pages a day. And when you call me tomorrow, I want you to have a paragraph written about those five pages about how it may relate to your pulse for reading. So then, so that night I read the five pages from the beginning of the book, you know, way beginning of the book, not a certain page, just all the way to the beginning where the writing starts. So I said, uh, you know, I wrote a little paragraph on how it related to my pulse for reading if I could. And I read it to him and I told him my food plan. And he said, okay, I'd also like you to start making some outreach calls, you know, because uh, I need you to start using the phone because if you really, you know, you got to get used to using the phone a lot because if you really need to call somebody, sometimes you get the phone halfway up and you, you know, while you're, you, once you grab the phone, you say, you know, because I was insecure and self-conscious when I first got here. I wasn't confident as, as much as I would like to be, even though I had worked the steps in the other program. But, I, you know, once you grab the phone, you, you talk yourself, you know, neg- negative self-talk. Oh, well, gosh, it, my problem's really not that bad. Gets a little farther up and you go, oh, you know what? They probably are busy and they want to hear what I have to say. And you get about halfway up and you go, oh, you know what? I'm just not going to call them. Click. And, uh, you know, and that and that's because we're negative and insecure and self-conscious. At least I was. And uh, in order to get past that, he said, if you start using the phone a lot and call a lot of people, then you'll get better at calling and being able to lift the phone all the way up to your ear when you need to, instead of stopping halfway and, t- and say negative self-talking your way out of it. And uh, so I started doing uh, two outreach calls a day or more, and, and it got more comfortable. At first, it was like, hello, how are you? And they would say, good, how are you? And I would say, good. And then we would sit there, like uncomfortable silence. But the uncomfortable silence is okay, you know. And I tell people, I tell, you know, sponsees that are just starting out, I say, it's okay for uncomfortable silence. The only thing you're supposed to do is make an outreach call. Pretty soon you'll be getting a little more comfortable. Pretty soon somebody on the other line will need to say a bunch of shit that you just called. You know, it's a, it's a, for them it's a higher power thing that you just called because you called at the perfect spot. And then for you, a bunch of times, it's going to be the perfect time because you're going to need to talk to somebody about what's going on with you. And when you have a problem and an issue going on in OA and or in your life and you are talking to somebody else that issue goes away for a minute you know you can't think of that issue and talk to somebody else about something else because we're not that smart at least i'm not that smart i can't you know go two things at once i can do you know write this shit down and watch you guys on the on the video but you know half the time i'm missing something on either end but uh so i continued and um you know making outreach calls calling in the food you know, uh, uh, doing the five pages a day, and I, I stayed absent, and I got, and I started losing my weight pretty quickly because I was already on the stationary bike. And actually, I stopped riding the stationary bike about three months into my recovery because I was losing weight. I'm like, three meals a day, and I can lose weight? It's a freaking miracle. It turns out the secret to losing weight isn't anything but eat less. That's all there is to it. All you have to do is eat less. But for a compulsory reader, all you have to do, that's like climbing Mount Everest, you know. Um, but in order for me to eat less, I have to do uh, spiritual work every day that my sponsor helped me learn how to do that gives me one day of abstinence, one day. You know, on the spiritual activity that I do today, I get I get to stay absent today and I have a reprieve from compulsory reading. 
And as long as I continue to do that on a daily basis, I'll have a reprieve every day. And I have now for 18 years, I've been absent for 18 years, and I've kept that, 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 fig, that girlish figure for a long time now. Now, I've maintained 220 pounds, I've maintained 210 pounds, I've made 205, and I've maintained 194. Uh, the 220 and the 210 were both when I was working out a lot. Um, I told my sponsor I would like to, my, my trainer would like to help me lose weight and then gain it back with muscle, and I did that. And, I, you know, I didn't look like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, though, either way, because that was just crap. It just gave me an opportunity to eat a little more, so I maintained more, more, uh, more of a weight, and I don't need it. I'm uh, 50, almost 59 years old now, and as long as I work out on a regular basis on a moderate amount, I am really good. And it's the same thing with everything in my life, you know. I've, I found that, you know, when I did the steps this time in OA, I did the steps twice in NA before I got here. When I did the steps in OA, it was like a, a freaking miracle, you know. I couldn't believe how clear and and thought-provoking and, and spectacular I felt when I finished the 12 steps because it turned out I never stopped using. I stopped using speed, but I didn't stop eating. And it turned, you know, for me, food is a drug. So I never stopped using. I was working steps while I was high in the other program. It was just I had food. And uh, when I get a sponsee started, I go, uh, what are, you, are you willing to go to any lengths? And because that's what my sponsor asked me, and I said, yes. And if somebody, you know, at this point, I've, you know, I've had a lot of processing through sponsees. You know, and early on, I would, I would take anybody and I would beg them and I would plead to them and I would call them back. They'd call me and I'd say, what the hell's going on? What am I doing wrong? And then after a while, I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I got to a point where, are you willing to go to any lengths? And if they don't hesitate and say yes, then I'm willing to sponsor them. If they go, well, how do you, what's the food plan? And, you know, how do you sponsor and all this bull crap, you know, for me? And this is just me talking. doesn't mean, you know, however you're working the program is good too. Because it turns out there's other ways to stay absent besides my way. Because at first my sponsor was saying everybody was fat serenity and, and it was all bullshit. And I bought all, into all that. And then two years, when we finished the 12 steps together, he relapsed right after that. And uh, and I was eating extra bites at the time because I kept saying, "Hey, I gained a few pounds." And he goes, "Oh, it's okay. Let me know when you gain this much pounds." And and so when I saw him relapse, I started cracking down on my food plan and, and I started staying more consistent. And you know, it hasn't been oatmeal, chicken, chicken every day for three, you know, for eighteen years. Um, it's been it's been. Uh, I'm getting an interruption here, so I'll get her to quiet down shortly. I'm, I'm speaking, okay? So, okay, so anyway, uh, it hasn't been, you know, a perfect food plan. I've eaten extra bites. I've gained a few pounds here and there. Um, I've, I've uh, worked out with my sponsor all the time. Every single time something's happened where I think I'm getting out of hand, I tell the truth. You know, sometimes I don't tell them every little bite I eat. Um, and then I start thinking that, you know, there might be a problem. So I say, here's what I'm eating. And he says, okay, and then, it, you know, for whatever reason in my recovery so far, that's been enough to keep me uh, on the straight and narrow, you know. But I think after a while, I'm, you know, picking my own food. I'm thinking I'm doing fine. I get blah, blah, blah. And then, and, you know, one little. Five, five, five minutes. Five minutes? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, after a while, I think I'm doing okay. But, you know, that one little extra bite of something 
can trigger that little extra urge and obsession. And then the next time one little bite doesn't hurt me, but then the next, you know, after a while you're eating a bunch of little bites and, and then I have to tell, tell my sponsor. Now I've been calling a sponsor for 18 years every day with my food and my reading and writing and stuff like that. I had a sponsor originally and he relapsed when I was two years absent. I had another sponsor who was my grand sponsor at that time. I just went to him and he actually passed away a couple of years back. And now I have a, the third sponsor I've been with and I'm still calling every day and, and uh, doing the same thing I did when I first got here. Um, I go to meetings regularly. I have service at meetings. Um, I have a sponsor. I have sponsees. I just worked a step with a sponsee today, seventh step. This person has been a sponsee of mine for uh, over 10 years, and he's just now getting to the seventh step. So there's some, there's some, uh, there are some uh, character defects there, like procrastination. But you know what? That's cool because he's doing it, which is really good. Um, I've sponsored women, but I don't anymore. I never have had a problem with it, but it's just not, you know, it doesn't work because I don't, I, I can't relate to it. You know, I'm, I'm, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. So I think that's how it goes. And, and it's true, but I can't, you know, work steps with them. I could be a food sponsor for a little while, but not work steps. And then I sponsor food and steps. I don't do the, you know, either one or either, or I just do food and it, it has to be an all or nothing because if I'm giving somebody a food plan and they're working steps when they're not even abstinent, it's not going to help them much, at least in my opinion. But, uh, you know, the, some of the benefits of my life today are I have an amazing life. You know, I have a, a obsession free life for today, uh, from compulsory reading. I, I, uh, I work out five days a week. I surf all the time. I'm very active. I'm very healthy. Thank God knock on camera um because of this program i've been able to achieve a lot of stuff you know my uh my the guy that i looked looked at in the mirror a long time ago is not the same guy today because i look in that mirror today and i like that guy that i see i like the 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 success that i've had in in recovery i like the success that i've had in my in my life because of this program but this program is the foundation of my recovery. I have to think recovery first, not, I don't squeeze in meetings in between my life. I squeeze in life in between my meetings. And that's the way it's been for me since, you know, a few years into that other program, because at first I thought I just needed to be there because I needed to stop and, you know, it didn't work out that way. And same with this program. If I left OA and stopped doing the spiritual work that I need to do every day, I would be um, eating in no time because I would think that I had it going on. And uh, I haven't talked about the higher power a lot, but I, I have had a, you know, the, um, my spiritual awakening has been a, you know, discovery of a, a closer to conscious contact with a higher power. Now, occasionally I have a, I call these experience, spiritual experiences where I'm driving down the road and hear this right song on the radio and I just suddenly feel euphoric, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, and then the song ends and somehow the euphoria goes away and I'm trying to find a station that has a song that'll keep me in that feeling, but it's fleeting. And then also, uh, you know, just the, the, I didn't have a bright light like Bill did, you know, I, it's been a spiritual awakening and not a spiritual experience as far as 
suddenly one day I knew why I was here and all those meanings of life and all that stuff, you know, I, I, it's, it's taken a lot of time. And, but the coolest thing is, you know, because I've been in this program now, I've learned that I can take golf lessons and learn how to golf. I can take Spanish lessons and learn how to speak Spanish. I can do all sorts of things as long as I, I don't, you know, expect the results to be overnight, you know, because I've learned that, uh, by doing these things that my sponsor suggested early on, everything is is better, just like he said it would be. But he said it would take time. So I've spent the time to do it, and I'm going to continue spending the time to do it. And I really appreciate you guys asking me to share. And uh, thank you for letting me be of service.